Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Gelman Report. I'm your host, Ellie Gelman, and in today's episode, we are going to be talking about some of the biggest Pro Bowl snubs that were left off the Pro Bowl roster. We're going going over three individual players and which players I think they should have replaced. So let's get right into the episode. So let's start off with the tight end position in the NFC. And so for the NFC, the tight ends were TJ Hawkinson of the Detroit Lions and Evan Ingram of the New York Giants. So the first choice in TJ Hawkinson, the starter, I think was a great choice this past year. Uh, had six, well, this past year had six receptions, 675 yards, and six TDs. Having, having a breakout year after his really solid rookie year he had uh, last year. Uh, but the second choice, Evan Ingram, I thought he should definitely have not made the Pro Bowl. It should have been uh, Robert Tunyon instead. Uh, so their stats are a little bit lopsided. Evan Ingram with 54 receptions, 572 yards, 10 yards of reception, 41 yards a game, and a 57% catch uh, rate, meaning the amount of balls thrown at him that he was that he caught. So only 50%, 57%, which is actually pretty low, and only two total touchdowns, uh, one reception touchdown and one rushing touchdown. So those are okay stats from a tight end. Nothing crazy. Um, the 57% catch rate is a little uh, concerning, and the only one receiving touchdown is also a little concerning. Uh, but then you move on to Robert Tunyon's stats, and his stats are also similar, but there's one or there's two uh, big uh, differences. 49 receptions for 551 yards, 11, reception, 11 yards per reception, 40 yards a game, very similar to Evan Ingram's 41 yards a game but he has a 90% catch rate and has 10 receptions touchdowns, which is tied most for the tight end position, tied with Travis Kelsey. So of course, they have very similar base stats, very similar receptions, very similar total yardage uh, and yards per reception, but Tunyon has a 90% catch rate and has eight more total touchdowns. Um, and along with uh, having more touchdowns, uh, uh, Robert Tunyon has zero drops. Uh, Evan Ingram has a total of nine drops on the season. The season's not even over in 14 games. And that is second in the league um, in any position. So that also has plays a big um, a big effect in why I think Tunyon should be uh, instead. Uh, so overall, Tunyon does have better stats, those touchdowns, and a higher cash percentage. And while that is due to, of course, having Aaron Rodgers as your starting quarterbacks, uh, your starting quarterback, and Evan Ingram only having uh, Daniel Jones, you cannot overlook the touchdowns. Uh, wherever they're coming from, they're valuable. Uh, scoring a touchdown in the NFL is extremely difficult, and he has 10 of them, and that is extremely, extremely impressive uh, for, the t- for the tight end position. Um, and along with that is that there are... that Along with that is that Evan Ingram has nine drops, which is a lot, and you can't overlook that. That is just game killing for your entire entire roster so that is why i think that robert tunyon should have get the pro bowl nod over evan ingram next we'll be moving on to a the wide receiver position staying on the nf uh, on the nfc side of the rosters and that is that rookie uh, wide receiver for the minnesota vikings justin jefferson was named to the pro bowl um, and so while he had a great season, a, a phenomenal season for a rookie, one of the best in NFL history, I think that a different wide receiver on the Atlanta Falcons, wide receiver Calvin Ridley, should have made it instead of him. 
So Jefferson, in his rookie year, he had 73 receptions, 1,182 yards, 16 yards of reception, 84 yards a game, a 71% catch uh, rate, uh, and seven, reception, uh, seven receiving TDs. So those are some phenomenal, phenomenal stats for any player, but th those are even better coming from a rookie with a pretty mediocre quarterback. Uh, and then you move on to Ridley, and he beats Jefferson in almost every single category. 77 receptions, 1,192 1, yards, 15.5 yards of reception, 91 yards a game, a 63% catch rate, and a nine and nine reception TDs. So yeah, Ridley beats Jefferson in almost every stat uh, besides catch rate, uh, but that is due to Ridley uh, having 20 more targets. Uh, so of course, if you have more targets, your uh, your catch rate is going to be a little bit lower. So I think Jefferson, he had a great, great year. Um, and he's going to be top two in the Offensive Rookie of the Year voting. I would definitely vote Justin Herbert over him. Uh, but I think that a lot of this was a kind of uh, fabricated. That meaning that he didn't actually deserve it over uh, Ridley. I think that he really only got it because he was a rookie. Um, and they wanted that storyline of, wow, a rookie, wide a rookie wide receiver made it to the Pro Bowl. This is similar to the situation uh, with Chase Young in the defensive end category with Chase Young and Brian Burns. Chase Young, the second overall pick in this past year's draft, he made the Pro Bowl this year. And while he is a great, great player, he just had one of his best, the best game of his entire career against the San Francisco 49ers. There's no way that he shouldn't have made it over Brian Burns' defensive end for the Carolina Panthers. Burns beats him in almost every single uh, category, statistical category, but it's because of the storyline of a rookie second overall pick making it to the Pro Bowl. And so I think that's exactly what happened with Jefferson versus Ridley. If I, if it was me voting, I definitely would have voted Calvin Ridley into the Pro Bowl over Justin Jefferson. And now let's move on to the last, uh, last players that last uh, player that I think got snubbed, and that is James Robinson. So this is moving into the AFC and the running back position. Um, and so the Las Vegas Raiders running back, Josh Jacobs, was named to his first Pro Bowl in his second year. Very, very, uh, he's a very, very good player. Um, and the other two running backs for the AFC are Derek Henry and Nick Chubb. And I think two, those two definitely should make it. Derek Henry is a top three running back in the NFL, and Nick Chubb is extremely, extremely underrated. So I like those two choices. But the third with Josh Jacobs, I have a little bit of a problem. I think that instead of James Instead of Josh Jacobs, it should have been James Robinson. So in James, Jacobs in 13 games had 245 rushes, 907 yards, 3.7 yards a carry, 70 yards a game, only 33 receptions for 238 reception yards, yards, 10 total touchdowns, and 1,145 scrimmage yards. So again, very, very uh, solid stats. Uh, coming from a second-year player, J.S. Jacobs is going to be one of the best running backs in the NFL um, in the coming years. But I think Robinson, James Robinson, had a much better season. In 14 games, he did play one more game. He had 240 rushes, five rushes less than Jacobs. He had over 1,000 yards, 1,070 yards, more than Jacob, over, a over 100 more than Jacobs, 4.5 yards a carry, Again, that is one more yard per carry over Jacobs. 76 yards a game, six more than Jacobs, 49 receptions, 20, or excuse me, 16 over Jacobs, 344 reception yards, 1,400, 
1,414 total scrimmage yards, which is almost 300 more than Jacobs, and the same amount of total touchdowns with 10. So this is similar to the Jefferson and Ridley conversation that we just had. Robinson beats um, beats Jacobs in almost every single statistic. Uh, he has over a yard per carry, which is extremely valuable if you think about it. And every single carry you get, you're getting over, you're getting one more yard. So if you get 20 carries a game, that's 20 more yards than player two. So one more yard while it seems one more yard per carry while it seems not that much, it is a significant uh, in, increase. He has more receptions, more reception yards, more rushing yards, and more scrimmage yards. So in every single category, he beats Jacobs. Uh, he did play one more game uh, than uh, than Jacobs. Robinson played one more game than Jacobs. But he Robinson leads so much in every single category that wouldn't have made a difference. Let's say they played the same game. Let's say they played the same amount of games. Jacobs is not getting 300 scrimmage yards in that game. So... Of course, Robinson would have led by as much, but it still would have been lopsided, leaning towards Robinson leading in almost every category. So I think that this, again, I actually don't know. Well, my reasoning is that Josh Jacobs, who was a first-round pick last year, moved and on a very, very flashy Las Vegas Raiders team uh, with the nice uniforms and the nice new uh, stadium, and they wanted a player that can kind of, I think, bring the Pro Bowl up to a higher level pro bowl is not usually a kind of competitive uh, event that people like to watch um and so they wanted a player that would be able to help them with that and josh jacobs with that nice black and silver uh but i think that it would have been even better if uh, a better storyline if the undrafted rookie and james robinson made it being an undrafted rookie on a terrible terrible team with over a 1400 scrimmage yards 10 touchdowns is an extreme extreme uh feat and it was really impressive. And it's similar to what Philip Lindsay did in his rookie year. He was an undrafted rookie, and he actually made the Pro Bowl. So I really thought that uh, James Robinson should have made the Pro Bowl. But maybe if the Raiders make the Super Bowl, then James Robinson will get uh, that nod. But I don't think the Raiders are going to make the Super Bowl. Uh, so yeah, that is the end of the episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel follow me on Twitter, follow on Spotify and on Apple Music, and make sure you like this video that helps the channel grow so, so much. We This is our fourth upload in a row. There'll be another episode tomorrow, so make sure you guys have uh, the bell and are ready for that. Thank you guys so much for listening, and goodbye.